Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is always your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place, as always, to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys are actually having, you know, I, I say it all the time, but I really hope, like, in this episode and everything, you guys are having a really good day. And, uh, again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to check these episodes out. I really, really do appreciate it. Um the reason that I don't sound all that, um, I guess you'd say energetic as an early am is, well, number one, when you look at the last two games the Devils have played, there is absolutely no reason to be happy about it. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of be quick about talking about the Devils in this episode, because I wanted to take some time in this episode to be a little bit more personal with you guys. Uh, I've done this before every now and then, but I feel like this episode, this is an episode that I feel like has been something that I've been tempted to do in the past, but I've always kind of wondered how people would react to it and, um, you know, would feel about me getting personal. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm doing this because I want attention or anything like that. I'm doing this because I want people to understand Uh, things that go on behind the scenes and, you know, also try to, I guess, hopefully if somebody is struggling with similar things or, or have struggled with similar things that I've struggled with, um, you know, you know that you're not alone in this situation. Um, But I'm going to start really quick with the devils. Um, You know, the last, when we last left our, our heroes, (laughs) they lost five to two to San Jose at home. I told you guys that I was at that game. 
Um, that was right after Jack Hughes came back into the lineup. That was right after he signed the extension. There was a lot of uh, enthusiasm about it, but the Devils ended up dropping that game 5-2, to two, the second straight game in which the game ended by the score of 5-2 to two, since the Devils uh, back last Sunday beat the Flyers 5-2, to two, and then they lose to San Jose um, at home 5-2. to two. Uh, And then you had um, the Devils play back-to-back games against the Minnesota Wild and the Winnipeg Jets. And the Minnesota Wild and Winnipeg Jets are in uh, different positions right now. Uh, Minnesota Wild have been flying. They are red hot. They look like a dark horse Stanley Cup team. Winnipeg, on the other hand, has struggled um, a pretty decent amount. And a lot of their star players have uh, really struggled over the last couple of games. Um, You go to the Minnesota Wild game. And you went down, well, I think it was like, what, three to nothing? I'm just trying to remember. I was like, they went down, they went down three, nothing. It was two, nothing after one, went down three, came back and scored uh, two goals to make it three to two. Unfortunately, gave up another goal to make it four to two. Um, Minnesota, they would add another one in the third and the wild would go on to win five to two. And I remember I was talking to some people about, is this time to panic? Is this time to get really worried about what's going on? And most of you guys did say, that it was time to start getting a little bit worried about where exactly we're going with this team. And I did also speak to some other people on social media who get, put me in a different perspective of saying, look, I mean, what was really the expe- expectations of this team? You know, what are we, what are we really looking for this team to do this season? And I said it before that, look, I'm not expecting this team to win the Stanley cup. I think at the end of the day, all any of us Devils fans want is this team to be good enough to compete against uh, some of the really good teams in the league and, uh, you know, try to potentially, you know, get as many points as we can. And yes, would getting into the playoffs be a great thing? Of course it would. Um, But we also understand the challenges of it. Um, We understand that this team at times um, is going to struggle, but the way they've been struggling of late makes you feel like that this is not necessarily a growing pain. This is more of something that is not looking good. Um, But, you know, annoying loss, um, you know, Ryan Graves, I will say, had arguably his worst game defensively as a devil. Like two of the five goals that uh, Minnesota scored were primarily because um, Ryan Graves was just not in the right position at all. I don't know where he was. He did actually redeem himself a little bit by scoring the first goal uh, for the Devils and kind of gave them a little bit of life and started to get them going a little bit, but it wasn't enough. It obviously was not enough and Devils dropped that one. So then you go to Friday night's game against the Winnipeg Jets. And I did have a slight uneasy feeling about this game because I felt like that, you know, because everybody was talking about, well, Winnipeg's been struggling a lot lately. This is a good opportunity um, for the Devils to, get a bounce back victory, especially knowing that you're going to be going home after this for the next three games um, against two teams in particular that you have a really good chance of beating. It's an opportunity to build, to use something to build upon um, and go forward from there. Uh, And I did a live watch along for this game on the hockey podcast network, YouTube channel. And, And as always, Thank you guys so much for coming on and saying hi and interacting with me and supporting me. Uh, I love doing these. They're so much fun. And I do appreciate that you guys take time out of your day to listen to this podcast and also jump on with me when I do these live watch alongs. Um, You know, and let's just call it like it is. Uh, The Devils came out and played like shit right away. First 10 minutes of the period. I mean, you're down three, nothing within the first eight minutes of the game. 
I mean, it looked like at that point that the Devils had already accepted they were not going to win this game. Jonathan Bernier, 100%, this was the worst game he has played so far this season. Um, he really had a very difficult time. It wasn't entirely his fault, but he had a very, very, very difficult time um, in this game. He could never really get into a rhythm. Um, but neither could, uh, you know, Connor Hellebuck either. Um, you know, Hellebuck gave up four goals, and but he still won the game, but he did not play very well. He really struggled as well. This was not a goaltending type of game. Uh, but the Devils went down 3 nothing. Um, but then they started to get things going the second half of the period. Shockingly, we scored on the power play it was Damon Severson and was a very nice shot from a far angle top shelf, uh, to make it three to one. And then Jack Hughes, uh, in just his third game back from injury, picked up a puck off a rebound, uh, and scored. And you could kind of see from his reaction that, you know, he wasn't celebrating. He was, you know, he's fist pumping, but he wasn't, you know, super pumped and everything like that because he knew that there was a lot of work still left to be done. And he knew, considering that was the fifth goal of the period, that there was a lot more hockey left to play. So it was three to two um, after, after one period of play. And then you go into the second period and just 37 seconds in, it's Nico Heischer who, we know how difficult it's been for him to score goals this year. Gets just his third goal of the year on a nice feed from Brat that tied the game. And then about a little less than about 45 seconds later, it's Ryan Graves who takes a shot that looked like at first it, it redirected off of Tatarin in, but ended up hitting off a Winnipeg Jet and going into the back of the net. And the Devils, less than two minutes into the period, are now up four to three. And then that's where the that's where the devils fell apart. Um, I'm going to spare you the specific details uh, because the devils ended up losing this game by the score of eight to four, giving up five unanswered goals. I don't know another team in hockey in the NHL that has been able to do something like go down three, nothing, come all the way back to tie the game, get the lead and then proceed to give up five unanswered goals and lose the game the way that they did. If you looked at just that score, if you looked at just that score without watching the game, watching the highlights, you could look at that and say, okay, the devils really just got blown out from the start. But that was the funny thing. The devils got blown out through the first three minutes, through the first eight minutes of this game. And then the last 30 minutes of this game. So 38 of the 60 minutes that the Devils played in this game, they were completely outclassed and outplayed from, from that point on. And, you know, Jonathan Bernier, came, you know, gave up six goals through two periods, got pulled. Blackwood gave up two more goals, which obviously does not help. That gives him seven goals he's given up in the last two games. So that just really doesn't put you in a good position. Um this is the type of loss that really makes you sit there and say, I don't know what else to say anymore. Um, there is, what else can we say about why this team lost this game? You know, do we, is it on the players? Uh, is it on the coaching staff? You know, what is it on? And I think that when you look at, you know, the way the team has been, you know, last year and even this year, Yes, we're still the youngest team in the NHL. We do have a considerable amount of talent. The biggest problem for me, at least, is that the system that Lindy Ruff has, you know, has uh, implanted into this team just does not work for this team. 
Um, yes, they want to be speedy. Yes, they want to use their speed to their advantage, but they're not getting enough pucks to the net. They are taking way too long to take shots. They're making way too many passes. I hate saying it. It's very similar to what we saw with John Hines when he was here. Um, in, in Lindy Ruff's case, it could be more of the fact that maybe the game has passed him by. Maybe his system worked. Uh, his, his system certainly worked uh, when he was in Buffalo. It worked when he was in, in Dallas as well. And again, the biggest criticism that you could say about Lindy Ruff when he was with the Rangers as an assistant coach was that he was asked to be the penalty kill and defense guy when he's not a defensive guy at all. He's an offensive guy. But the way you've seen the Devils play this year and even some extent last year, you wouldn't know that. You would think that this team is still playing the way that John Hines uh, was coaching this team. And the fact that a guy like Dougie Hamilton, who has uh, the potential to be a Norris Trophy winner, who's going to be one of those top defensemen going to uh, Canada this year to play in the Olympics, if the NHL does play in the Olympics, he's getting something like 17, 18 minutes a game when he should be getting between 20 and 24. Um, you are not giving him, you're not putting him in the best, uh, best position to succeed. Uh, and look, it's not fully on Lindy Ruff. Uh, you look at, we've talked about this before, Elaine Nazardine, as much as he did a solid job as the interim head coach two years ago, um, he should not have been kept on this staff. He is a John Hines guy through and through, and he was going to coach in that same way. And that's the problem with this. Mark Recchi, I can see completely um, why the Penguins fans and talking to the tip of the iceberg guys as well, why they were so relieved and happy that he was fired and that Penguins didn't have to deal with them anymore. Um, Mark Recchi, whatever he does in practice, whatever he's trying to communicate to this team is just not working. And that's not just the young players that we have, even the guys on defense, the veterans, the guy, even, you know, guys like Tatar, guys like Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves, um, Subban to a lesser extent, but still um, it's, it's not good. It's just not good at all. Um, and if you watched the live watch along that I did, you saw in the third period how mad I got. I was dropping F-bomb after F-bomb, S-bomb after S-bomb. I'm really not trying to do this here. If I had decided to record my podcast right after that game, it pro this, this whole episode would have been different, but it's not. Um, I look at this, and you look at this upcoming week, you're playing Ottawa at home, the Flyers at home, and then you're playing Nashville at home. Two of those three teams, Ottawa and Flyers, have been struggling a lot this year. They have not been good. This is an opportunity for the Devils at home to get some wins and regain some confidence that they had before. Ottawa has, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have something like five wins. They have six wins. They are 6-15-1 going into this game. The Flyers, at the moment, are 8-10-4. So both of those teams, the Devils have at least one more win than them. And in the other case, three more. There is absolutely no excuse for the Devils not to come out and win. I understand that Ottawa just shockingly beat the Colorado Avalanche, a Stanley Cup contender, but that's hockey. Anything can happen. Um, the Devils got to understand that they could be beat at any moment, but they can also beat any team at any moment, as they've done when they beat Tampa Bay, um, when they beat some other teams that, you know, when they beat down on the, on the, on the Islanders. It's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible for this team to have success and do that. Um, but 
if this is what we're going to see moving forward, to me, it's only a matter of time before changes happen. Look at the Utica Comets. They have, they are something like 16 and two, you know, uh, 17 and two, something like that. Kevin Deneen has done a fantastic job with that team. Why? Because he understands the players that he has, and he has created a system along with the coaching staff that, that was already there and has a relationship with a lot of these players, created a system that is based around the team that he has. And that has given him uh, the most success, and he's gotten the most out of this team. Um, do I think that Kevin Deneen should at some point come up to the Devils and maybe be the head coach? Um, potentially. Uh, I just, I've said it before. Lindy Ruff is not the long-term solution here, ladies and gentlemen. He is here to create structure and to help develop these kids for the next, you know, two, three seasons. And then we get another coach. We may have to expedite that process if we're going to have more games like this. The Devils have given up something like, they've given up 18 goals in the last three games. 18. And they've scored a solid eight goals. 18 to eight through the last three games. They've been outscored, outplayed, out hustled, everything like that. Um, and we're seeing constant, you know, things that are becoming very frustrating. Like PK Subban, he slew footed another guy. He slewed he slew foot uh, Nikolai Ehlers. No penalty was called, but I saw it right away. I said, "Oh, that's a slew foot. That's another one." And and you've seen in the last twenty four to forty eight hours on social media, that is what we've seen. That everybody agrees it was a slew foot. I don't really understand how Subed could continue to play this way without getting some form of punishment. Um, if Brad Marshank could get suspended several games for his hit, which he rightfully deserved, why does PK Subban constantly get away with it? And the worst that he gets is a fine. I don't get that. I don't get it at all. It's ridiculous. It's unacceptable. And Lindy Ruff needs to be held accountable for not showing, for not, um, demanding more from Subban to, to cut to knock that off um I do firmly believe that the devil's organization is just counting the days um at this point with PK Subban I love PK Subban as a person I love his personality I love how much he promotes the devils because he's part of this team and he's on social media a lot um but from a hockey standpoint his offensive game is still pretty solid but his defensive game is horrible he continues to take dumb penalties he continues to slew foot people um and all this stuff is obviously not not uh not good for somebody who's getting paid $9 million. Um, not worth the $9 million, but obviously it was different when he signed that contract. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you look at this, you look at that, you look at these last couple of losses and it, it, you do, I would say this for me, I'm only speaking from my personal opinion. I feel that every Devils fan has a right to feel like this season is slipping away, that we have the right to start worrying about, here we go again. I told you guys this many months ago, and I'll say it again. I am absolutely 100% sick and tired of getting to the point where we're in damn January and we're talking about who are we going to draft next year with one of the top five picks. I'm tired of that. It just, it drains me. It's just, it just gets to the point where you get to January, you get to February, and you know that you're not making the playoffs. So you're just watching the games, hoping to see guys, you know, show some promise and then get ready for next year. Um, the question is, is that when does next year come? Now, I will also say this. Here is where, you know, I'm not going to 
you know, overreact anything. The Devils have played a total of 22 games so far. So they have exactly 60 games left to go. A lot can change between now and even next week. My attitude and my feelings about this team could, could be different. For all we know, by the time we're talking a week from now, well, obviously there'll be an episode in the middle of this one, um, but you know, a week from now, next Sunday, the 12th, the Devils could win the next four games. It's Ottawa, Philly, Nashville, and then they're at the UBS Arena against the Islanders. Um, it could happen. They could also lose all four games. Um, I firmly believe with Tom Fitzgerald that he is not going to allow this type of stuff to happen without making some changes. I think that he wants to see how this team responds after getting absolutely embarrassed the last several games, particularly against um, Winnipeg, who at the time of this recording, I think just put up another six goals tonight. Um, yeah, they put up a they put up six goals tonight against the Maple Leafs. So they've scored 14 goals in their last two games. So their offense was struggling a lot. Then they had a big game like they did against us, and that's kind of woken them up. Um, and that was kind of – that's what I'm hoping for, that the Devils could have a game like that to kind of open it up offensively. Um, but bottom line is simply this, because I want to get to the other point that I mentioned before that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, I'm simply just frustrated – and I'm worried about seeing the same type of hockey I've seen in years past. And I just want it to stop. I just want it to stop being this way. I want the Devils to get to a point where we don't have to sit around and wonder, why don't we have guys like other teams have? Why can't our power play be like other teams' power play? Why do we have the same problems over and over again, you know, regardless of player, coach, doesn't matter. Like, when does the crap stop? Um, you know, that's all I wanted to say about, about the Devils, really. That's actually a lot more than I thought I was going to say, but wanted to say that. So, like I said, the Devils' next game will be Monday. So, you guys are – if you're listening to this when it comes out on Monday, uh, it is game day against the Ottawa Senators. This is the makeup game from a couple weeks ago because the Senators had a COVID um, outbreak and the Devils couldn't play them. So, this is the makeup game. And then they play the Flyers on Wednesday. Um and depending on how things go with the pot, you know, with, with timing and everything, um, I will probably recap both of these games um, as well. So we will see about that. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But, the, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point score. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you could still get in on all the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prices all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But the other thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is something a lot more personal. Because um, 
you know, a lot of people do this, but I, like I told you guys before, I try to be as real with you guys as possible. I don't try to be this fake voice that, uh, you know, tries to be all positive and everything because, you know, look in, in the real world and everything like that, it's not, it's not always like that. It's not always like that. And, um, you know, there are many days where I really uh, struggle with finding the, um, I guess you would say finding the energy to do episodes. And it's not always because of, you know, the team's performance. It's also just because sometimes I feel very um, frustrated about things that are going on in my personal life. I feel down. Um, I told you guys about a month ago, I went to Chicago for a week. Um, that actually happened right as my great aunt, who basically was my best friend, passed away. Um, she was suffering from heart failure and things like that. And it was very hard for me to deal with. Um, and so I, I took a week uh, there. I didn't actually really take necessarily a break from doing podcasts because I still did two episodes while I was there, two or three. It was two or I think it was two, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but the thing about uh, why do I continue to do the things that I do despite things outside of my outside of the podcast? Uh, why do I continue to to do episodes? Is because. I'm amazed at how many people want to hear what I have to say. And I incredibly appreciate all the support. And I constantly say, I want to do my very best all the time and give you guys content all the time. Um, and sometimes that's very tough for me because sometimes like, especially in the off season, um, you know, even in like in August in particular, there was just a, not really anything to talk about. So I had to come up with things and that was tough but I persevered through it and I appreciate you guys supporting me and still listening to the episodes and everything like that. I also want to say that this is not me saying that, um, you know, I don't enjoy doing devil state of mind. I've told you guys hundred percent. I love this. We just reached over a thousand followers on Twitter. I'm blown away by that. I am so incredibly fortunate. I get to do something that I love and I love doing it. I'm not talking about me being burned out and not wanting to do this anymore. I'm talking about, the struggles that I deal with a lot of the time. Um, I want to also talk about something like this. Everybody out there has people that they consider friends, right? They consider friends, they consider people that they spend a lot of time with that it's not their family, obviously. There have been a lot of moments in my young life as somebody who's only 24, 24 and a half almost, um, there have been a lot of moments where I've put a lot of trust in people that I thought were my friends. And what ended up happening was that they were just people that you would consider to be acquaintances, somebody that you, you know, will hang out with and maybe have a couple laughs with, but you're not really like friends. You know, you're not really somebody that you can trust that, that really supports you, that really um, cares about you and, you know, does the things that they, they need to do in order to help you um, when you can. I can only speak for myself in saying that anybody out there who knows me well enough knows that I do everything in my power to help others be happy, um, 
to be somebody, a shoulder to cry on, um, an ear to listen, you know, to listen to people dealing with, you know, drama, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, so like, you know, real stuff that's tough to talk about with others and also just bullshit. Um, it's, it's something that is a, a blessing, but it's also a massive, massive negative thing for me as well, because I've been taken advantage of many times, including today, just today, the day that I'm recording this. I'm recording this at like 10.55 on Sunday night. So, um, you know, and I've been up since 4.30 this morning because I went to go get my Christmas tree um, on a train with my little cousin, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so the first half of my day was fun. The second half of my day was not. Um, but um, I'm just trying to find the right word. So I apologize if there's like a lot of like me saying on uh, things like that. Today, I decided that I was going to go see a light show that's, you know, relatively close to my town and everything like that. Um, and I asked some people if they wanted to come. One of them said they couldn't for understandable reasons. The other person said, yeah, let's do it. Then she said that she had to call me uh, to, you know, and I was like, okay. And she was like, you're not in trouble. I just want to call you. And I'm like, okay. And she called me and said, are we still doing the, um, the light show thing? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And she goes, okay. Um, I just want to know that um, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to, I don't want to put people um, in, uh, in trouble or anything. And I doubt that these people listen to my podcast. I know that they know that I do it, but I don't think that they listen to it at all, honestly. Um, but they, you know, my friend, my, this other, this person I was talking to, she goes, oh, well, this person also wants to come. The funny thing was, is that I was supposed to hang out with this other person, um, but she had texted me earlier saying that she had a headache and that she wasn't feeling well and things like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and the reason that there was so much confusion is because the three people that are in this group, three of the people in this group, they had a massive fight the year, the, the week before um, to the point where they had in one way or another mutually decided to no longer be friends. Um, and the last time I hung out with any of them, uh, was one of the people. And at that point it was like last Saturday. And basically it was, um, it, it, you know, I, we, I left it as they weren't talking to each other. They were blocked on social media, blah, blah, blah. Well, I come to today and all of a sudden everybody is, they said that they talked on Monday, like two days after we talked, they didn't inform me because they didn't want to, I guess, basically say, put me in the middle because I've been in the middle of a lot of the bullshit that they've put me through. Um, and, um, you know, they, uh, they basically chose not to tell me. And the funny thing is that they're actually coming with me to the Devils game on Friday. I'm going to be at the Devils game on Friday against the Predators. If you guys are there, just come by and say hi. You're, you know, I, I would love to talk to you guys. You know, that would be great. Um, but... <laughs> And, and, I, and there was a lot of tension with that. I didn't know who was going to be coming. And now I'm hearing potentially that three of the six people that are, that are going may not go. And I spent a considerable amount of money getting these tickets because it wasn't, it wasn't easy, especially getting that many people. So am I a little bit pissed off about that? Yeah, 
I am kind of pissed off because it's like, well, it is what it is. The other thing that I guess I'm kind of pissed off about is the fact that um, basically everything just went back to normal. And I'm still sitting here like very confused. And I was trying to ask questions to get answers. And both of the people that were talking to me were being very, very, you know, oh, we, we just talked on Monday and that was it. Like, it's no big deal. Like they were keeping it very, very quiet. And I felt like they were being very, very suspicious. Like they were, they were smiling, like in a very, very awkward way, like very nervous way as well. Like it seemed like they wanted to say something to me, but then they also didn't want to. I also felt like I was kind of excluded from a lot of things because they were talking about some other stuff. And so I just kind of, in one way or another, ignored them because I just, and I wasn't, and knowing me, I don't have a poker face. So when I'm like annoying and stuff like that, I don't just put on a face until the night is over. Um, when we went to the light show, everything was fine there. Then we went to um, another place just to sit down and, and hang out. Um, and to me, like what, what sucked is that for like the last hour, I was kind of like counting down the minutes to just get out of there and go back home and come here and talk to you guys. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about this. I usually don't bring up stuff like this, but you know, it's things like that. Um, but you know, they didn't even, they didn't even give me a hug. They didn't say thank you for, you know, anything like that. And that was it. Um, I've kind of decided that probably after the game on Friday, I'm probably going to stay away from them. Whether or not I remain in contact with them remains to be seen. But the thing that is so upsetting about it all is the fact that I once again feel like I got, I got the short end of every stick. Even the other guy friend that we have in this group, he knew about this back on Monday. I literally had to wait until Sunday, almost a week later, to find out that everything was fine again. This is the type of shit that people like yourself that you're listening to this, if, you're, if you deal, have dealt with this stuff, that you just need to stop worrying about and stop caring about. Because when you surround yourself with people like this that focus a lot, on this type of nonsense, it drains you emotionally. It drains you mentally as well. It makes you feel like everything is a burden. Like you have to do these things. You have to be around these people. And that's when you realize, like I'm just realizing now as much as it sucks, because I've known these people and I've hung out with them for several years, that it's probably best for me to step aside. And I'm not going to be like a lot of people where I send a long text or, you know, anything like that. I'm just going to slowly but surely move, you know, exit stage left. You know, I'm, I'm probably just not going to be, I'm probably going to come up with excuses to not hang out. And the hope is, is that they at some point get the idea about it. The biggest problem is that I've never really had the opportunity to express to everybody how I feel about being treated over the last several months. I would say since like maybe August. Um, there's been plenty of times where I got played, I got taken advantage of, 
I got my emotions run through the gutter. I've had my feelings hurt. I've had my, you know, in a really messed up way, my, like my manhood kind of hit the ground. And uh, one of the things that I've struggled with over many years is self-confidence, um, also self-esteem. Um, and I've gotten better as I've gotten older because I've realized with doing stuff like this and, um, you know, like double state of mind and, and building up my career and meeting more people that, you know, I do, I have a lot of self-worth. I know in many ways what I'm about. Um, I know my, I have my own personal integrity. I know what I'm about. Um, but one of the people in my group hurt me several times in the span of like two months, which is incredible if you really think about it. I went with this person to their sister's wedding because she needed a, um, she needed, I guess she, she needed a date. Uh, she had just broken up with her boyfriend um, and she needed a date. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, hold the flag. It's not, it's not a problem. I go there and her whole family like fell in love with me and we're asking questions like, Oh, like, you know, you should date my daughter, date my niece, whatever, whatever they were. And it was a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, the reality was, is that I, I had some feelings that had been developed several months before, but I guess being there and everything, it kind of just um, built up. Uh, but basically she kind of ignored me at the wedding and everything like that, even at the after party. And so I kind of just like was a lone ranger and it's tough when you don't know anybody except like one person. Um, and if you're not around that person and they're not introducing you to people, you kind of have to just introduce yourself, which is not the hardest thing, but it can be a little bit awkward. It can be awkward. Um, and when we left, she drove me back to her house instead of driving me back to my house because she had said that she was going to drive me back to my house and drop me off she dropped me off at her house and then one of our other friends who was uh, house sitting drove me home and uh you know she eventually after a week sent me a long text apologizing for how things went and everything and i just decided to just let it go uh, as much as i wanted to have my few choice words i just want to let it go fast forward to a month later and she tells me on text that she has feelings for me and we talk about it to an extent for about less than 24 hours and like the very next day she says to me that um she thought it over and that she doesn't want to you know at least date me right now she wants to focus on herself and blah 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 and the thing is that I've been around enough girls and have had enough experience like that to know that uh, there's a good chance that that's probably not the truth, um, that there's other factors. And then I later on, like only like maybe two or three weeks ago, found out that the real reason that she didn't want to talk, she didn't want to date me was because she just didn't like the fact that I was so like, I was so lovey-dovey to her, even though that's, you know, something that she talked about that she wanted, but that's also just who I am. You know, that's just the type of person that I am. Um, so there's that. And then you fast forward to this whole bullshit a week ago 
And uh, I was in the middle of it, getting calls left and right from both sides of it, trying to help out as best I could and try to, you know, keep the peace as much as I could. And um, I didn't get one thank you. And the other person that I hung out with tonight, she was very mean to me. She blatantly said that she ignored me throughout the week on purpose because of how things went, even on even after they had all gotten became buddy buddy again and um that's pretty much where i am so why do i tell you this i tell you this because i know for a fact there are people that i i speak to and i'm sure that there are people that listen to this podcast that have had similar situations like this they've been bullied they've been harassed they've been they've been uh taken advantage of especially if you're a good-hearted person like myself things like that And I want you to understand that you are not alone in this and that you, and that there are a lot of genuine good people out there and that there is a much bigger world out there than the world that, you know, you live in, like, you know, living at home and things like that in the small little world. There's a big world out there. I came to that realization a little bit um, when I went to Chicago and realized that, you know, once things start to get you know, better for me financially, things like that, there's just opportunities out there, especially with my career. There's just going to be opportunities out there for me to, uh, you know, um, you know, there's just opportunities for me to meet new people and to become friends with new people and things like that. At the end of the day, all you have is your personal integrity. You know who you are you know who you're about. And you also need to understand the difference between a friend and acquaintance. An acquaintance is somebody that you enjoy hanging out with and that you can share a laugh with every now and then and go out every you know, now and then and go from there. A friend, a legit friend, is somebody that you can, you can trust, that you can talk about a lot of things with and that they will understand you and that they will give you the time of day somebody also that won't take advantage of you that understands you know who you are as a person and doesn't try to take advantage of you that type of person is me i am that type of person with everybody everybody that i meet and everybody that i talk to um it's very difficult um to accept these things when they're staring you right in the face especially when you've been around these people for a while and you've, you've experienced things with them and uh, you know, you've, you've gone through emotions with them and everything like that. But it's, it's, it's also just realizing that it's part of life that at at the end of the day, people grow up, grow up, people move on. and, And when you get these feelings of like, not feeling like you're a part of it anymore, not feeling like that you're respected anymore, not feeling like you're, you matter anymore to these people, then that's just your signs to leave, to find other people that enjoy your company and enjoy your presence. Um, So that's really what I wanted to talk about. Um, You know, it's, it's a shitty, it's a shitty position to be in. It's a shitty feeling to have. It's, you know, especially when it's like late at night, like it is right now and trying to talk about these things, but um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I have a family that loves and supports me. I have other 
people in my life that are really my friends and that they will support me and that they will care about what I have to say. Um, and I have people like you that take time out of your day to listen to these episodes, to support myself and everybody at the Hockey Podcast Network and just interact with me on social media. It means a lot to me. Um, it means a lot to me. And I just want to say thank you. And like I said, this is not an ending. This is, you know, we're just getting started. There's a lot of things that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to have episodes where it's going to be exciting and everything. But I wanted to have this episode because right now, personally, I feel very shitty. I feel abused. I feel used. I feel hurt. I feel anger. Um, and so, you know, I feel like this is just a good way for me also personally to just get this off my chest and to just say it, whether or not you care or not, doesn't matter to me, but I'm hoping that this reaches somebody who's experienced things like that, that I'm experiencing and just understands that there are other people out there that experience the same thing. And that when you feel this way, when you have people in your life that make you feel this way, that's the sign right there. That's the sign that you just have to move forward. You have to move forward. You have to surround yourself with, um, with just better people in general. And once you do that, you'll feel, you'll feel incredible. You'll feel incredible. And I know I'll feel better as I move forward. Um, every day is a new opportunity to feel better and to improve your life in one way or another. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I just wanted to come on and talk about that. Uh, Devils obviously are also not helping my cause considering how they've been playing, but they do have an opportunity on Monday to, you know, kind of hit the reset button and uh, get themselves going again to the level that they can. So we'll see what happens there. But thank you guys so much for listening to all of that that I just said. Um, I do appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking more Devils hockey and just talking with you guys in general in next episode and in many episodes to come.